Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Whoa, that was a little too much excitement. Hey, everyone. Uh, As many of you may know, uh, or maybe you don't, I recently partnered with Thrive Market and they are my ultimate new favorite online store. They sell the top organic and healthy products at 25 to 50% off. I've already saved hundreds of dollars with my first order of Thrive Market. It's just incredible. I had no idea that it would be that much savings in just one purchase. We spent so much money trying to get like the highest quality, the best stuff for us and for our family and for our dogs and for the people around us. And it was, it's just been such an incredible experience, not only because we know that we're helping another family by having our membership, but just because it's awesome to be able to get like the premium quality stuff shipped directly to you. One of my friends just emailed me and she was so excited because she had never heard of Thrive Market before. And she told me she just got all these things for her kids. And she was like, I can't believe how everything is non-GMO. There's BPA-free, non-toxic, and things that are just safer for her kids, which, I mean, I don't have kids, but now that I know that, I'm totally going to have kids. Just <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you don't know, Thrive Market does donate a membership to a low-income family, a vet, or a teacher. So together we're all making healthy living affordable for everyone. And I'm so honored to be a part of this and to continue to provide value for everyone. And it's it's such an incredible thing to, to experience. If you're interested, please go to www.thrivemarket.com forward slash loved you'll find this curated catalog that they've already organized. If you're looking for gluten-free, vegan, or paleo, they make it super easy for you to just go on there, click a button, and all the products that are curated for you just show up. Again, go to www.thrivemarket.com forward slash loved. And you can like send me a screenshot of what you got because... I'm always looking for new things and I feel like I haven't even gone through their entire catalog. I get overwhelmed. There's so many things that I want, but um, yeah, let us know. I'm excited. You're excited. Let's be excited together. Bianca Kalik is an actress who starred in various television series and movies in her career. She's widely recognized for her role as Jennifer on CBS sitcom Rules of Engagement, which was one of my favorite shows. She is also the wife of my dear friend, Michael Catherwood, and 
When Bianca agreed to be on this show, I was so excited. This woman is so inspiring. She has so much to say, and she really lives a life of authenticity and fullness and realness. She does so much work on herself and to help inspire people around her. And I am just so excited and grateful to know her and to know them. And we had such an incredible conversation from parenting to being in a relationship to our relationship with social media. I'm so excited to share this with you and I can't wait to hear what you thought. Yeah, so as an actor, it's it's been really interesting to watch uh, the social media social media involvement yeah. um, happen because, you know, in the beginning we didn't, nobody did anything. Um, and you know, you had your publicist set up stuff and you know, you would go and meet with people or interview with people. And now it's like fans have real time access to you, to you yeah. um, which is a, which is a good thing and is also a bad thing because, uh, it means that, um, <laughs> people feel that they have free license to say whatever they want to you. Oh yeah. And, and they seem to forget that we are uh, human beings sometimes and that you would say things that you would never say to somebody's actual face. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I, you know, it's, it's funny. I've actually started to really pull back on my social media stuff because um, I started to realize it made me feel really crappy as a person and not just because of, you know, things that other people may write, but I also just exactly what you were saying is I realized that it's very difficult to embrace your humanness Mm -hmm. when you are just in, just in a complete, you know, uh, flow of everybody's highlight reel. Um, and I, and I think kind of what's happened is it's like, it's like when we were kids, you know, we used to look up to you movie stars or, you know, people, famous people that you would love on your favorite show. And, um, and, and you would read about their lives if you were going to read about their lives in, in a, you know, a teen magazine or yeah, yeah. like something of nature, but, but they also had kind of, um, the, like I used to, I used to always dream about like, I can't wait till one day when I get to do an interview with someone and they do that thing where they describe me as like, she walks in and with her color of her jean jacket <laughs> casually f- flipped up, she looks like an effortless you know, it's like, I just, I just want to, and, and the, but the, the, the irony is that's kind of what Instagram is, right? Yeah. That's kind of what the social media is. It's like our ability to narrate our lives in the, in the coolest, most positive, most, um, pleasing way possible. Yeah. And to say, look at me, I'm doing great. I'm doing fine. Everything's amazing. And the problem with that is, is that we are denying everyone the right to be a shit show. Yeah. And, and we need that right. We need to, we need to understand and to believe and to be okay with the fact that life sucks Mm -hmm. sometimes and it's okay to have your life suck. And not only is it okay to have your life suck, uh, there's other people whose lives are sucking too that you could sit with and talk with and maybe um, feel like you're not alone going through the suckage. And, you know, I think it's really difficult because it is, it's totally the keeping up with the Joneses where you yeah. feel like, well, God, this person, I mean, especially as a parent, 
because you, you look on social media and it's like she or he is literally doing it all, but they're not, they're Mm -hmm. not doing it all because you're not seeing behind the scenes where they're doubting themselves and where they're questioning, you know, the choices that they're making because we all do that. And that's the humanness. That's the, that's the part of it where I think when you really allow yourself to breathe into that part of life, that's where the lessons are learned. Yeah. Um, that's, that's where you become who you are. It's, it's, you know, it's the yin and the yang. We can't have everything just be good. That's not the way it works. Um, and that's not how we grow. That's not how we expand. That's not how we get to be our best selves. And, um, I feel like we're going to just continue to see the levels of depression and mental Mm -hmm. illness rise as we have children who are now growing up with social media as the norm. Yeah. Because they, they don't, they're having a, a skewed view of what their life's supposed to look like. So since we're only getting people's highlight reels and comparing ourselves to, to them, um, what, how do you think this is impacting our relationships with like dating or our love lives? Well, here's, here's a real life thing that's happening right now is, is that an example of this is that, uh, Mike and I, in the last year started going to therapy together, Mm -hmm. Michael, my husband and, um, (laughs) who who did your show? show. Yes, exactly. Um, and, um, and, uh, Michael's very open about this, so I don't, uh, you know, feel weird sharing it, but Mm -hmm. Michael has battled horrific depression. He's, um, in recovery Mm -hmm. from drugs and alcohol. And, uh, over the course of the very few years that we have been married, I started to be resentful of the depression Mm -hmm. and I started to blame him. And we started therapy and I full on thought that like therapy was going to fix Michael uh-huh, for him and all, oh, man. And, all, and all the issues that Michael had. <laughs> and the very first thing our amazing therapist said to us was, I'd like to see you both together once a week. And Bianca, I'd like to see you by yourself once, once a week. And I went, what, <laughs> what, what, wait, you want, you want to see me? <laughs> And turns out that I am equally, if not more so to blame. And here, and here's the, here's the reality of it is that obviously nobody is perfect and we're all, we're all pretty screwed up. Yeah. And, and I think that that's not a bad thing. Um, and it's also not a good thing. It just is what it is. Um, it is really hard when you are viewing relationship through the lens of social media to understand that, um, being in a relationship is not only very difficult, it's about both of you. And it is about each of you taking responsibility for your own happiness and that no other person can ever bear the weight and the responsibility of our happiness. And I think that when you see these perfect pictures and images of people together and, oh my gosh, their life is so amazing, what you don't get to see is that everyone, and there is not an exception to this rule, everyone struggles 
in relationship because it brings up all our old wounds and all our, all our old conditioning and the belief systems that have been in place because of the crazy things that have happened to us throughout our lives. And it's, it's the reason why I think we are in relationship with each other is because other people are sent to us or brought to us or drawn to us because of our issues. We bring those people in to resolve the, the wounds, to, to heal the wounds, to, to get to the bottom of why we are the way we are. And it's a beautiful thing. But if you just sit there and assume that like, well, you should be happy and I should be happy and that's the way it should be. And, and that's the way, by the way, it looks when you see other people in relationship yeah. on social media, right. um, you, you miss out on the, on the real essence of life and getting down and dirty in the mud with someone and, and digging up doing the work. all your old crap. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and the beauty is that like, then, then, then you're in relationship, then you are really getting to, uh, to see not only the beauty of another person, but the beauty of yourself. And I cannot even state or put into words how incredible the past year has been for my relationship. Um, because when I finally started to point the finger at myself instead of my partner, um, then I, then things got real Yeah, and things got, go ahead. No. Yeah, no, it's true. I think, and what you're saying is so key because how often do you think that happens, Bianca? Like how often do we do that where we don't look at our own stuff and we're just so quick to be like, especially when you're in, I mean, I've been in a relationship for 14 years. Like I get it. I know exactly what you're saying. I can relate in more ways than, than I can even say, with, with your guys' situation, but yes, it's, it's that one, you, you have to be able to do the work and to point the finger back at yourself. And I I guess I'm curious too, as to like having that comparison and, and why it's different. Why do you think it's different now, now than it was like even 15 years ago or, or 10 years ago? Like, why do you think that, the the forum of of social media are like interacting outwardly more and you as an actor i mean like this is your art it's what you do right you're you're yeah, performing yeah. and so why is it different now i think number 1 because we uh we tend to distract ourselves from our real fears and from our um the real things that are going on inside of us. And I think that because we now have this device in our hand pretty much 24 seven, that is like the ultimate game changer distraction device. Like it, it, like it, that's what it is. I mean, it, 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 we fool ourselves into thinking we need it and we have to have it. And it's, it's what we need in order for connection, but it's actually, it's actually become disguised because it's, it's actually the disconnection. Mm. It's, it's what's disconnecting us. Mm -hmm. And because if you think about it, it's like when you are doing things now where you, I mean, Louis, Louis CK has a great bit where he talks about like standing in line and we don't even stand in line anymore. We go to our phone and we scan and, and it's like, I've started to pay attention to how many times I even just, look at my phone. Mm. And, and when I look at my phone, the question I ask myself is, am I looking at this because there is something that I actually need to look at? 
Like I know that there's an email coming through. I'm expecting something or am I going here because I'm, I can't be with myself right now. Yeah. And I'll tell you the scary truth is probably 90% of the time it's because I can't, because I'm just, I'm escaping myself right now. And I think that, I think that most people don't even recognize it as that. And I know I didn't until I, until I brought it to my own attention, which was, I think that we're so uncomfortable in our own skin in life these days that we don't even realize we're trying to run away from ourselves. And that's what, that's what it is. It's not even because here's the thing. Do you need to look at Instagram every hour? No, like what, what, but, but on, I would say on average, most people do like, Oh my, Oh my God, I will have missed that post by that very important person that makes me feel like absolute crap. Like, like, I mean, I think that like, uh, for me, the, the big aha moment was when I realized how much I was checking it when I, when I was with my daughter and I'm like, what, what is this sickness? What is this gross thing that is actually feigning important so much so that I will look to it when I am with the most precious thing in my world. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I think that what has changed is that we used to have a lot less of just of this distraction and you were, you were forced to sit with yourself more. You were forced to sit with your thoughts more. It, it gave you the ability to realize that your thoughts were kind of bullshit a lot of the time. Um, and now because there's so much more fodder for us to feel insignificant and to make us feel like we're not enough because we're looking at what everyone else is doing. And like you said, looking at everyone's highlight reel. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you something crazy because I started doing this and I think of myself as a pretty positive, pretty confident person. I started to pay attention to the thoughts that I was having when I was looking at Instagram because it's, it is a, it's a quiet run of, of basically of crap of, 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 of insults that's, that's going. Yeah. And I, and I've started to pay attention to it and I'm like, Oh my God, that's what I'm saying to myself. Yeah. Like looking at it and I'm like, Oh my God, she's wow. She's a mom of four. And she just, wow. She just was able to go do that and do the workout. And she's also now she's cooking her whole family dinner. And, and it's just, just a, a, a slow drip of negativity yeah. and awfulness. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so, it's so, uh, it's, you're so right to be able to like really be aware of what the soundtrack is going on in your mind. There's a study that, uh, I think her name's, uh, Dr. Susanna Flores that, that she talked about how, uh, about self-esteem and how social media is affecting our emotions. And that thing that you were saying when you would go and you check your phone uh, she called it the slot machine effect in when <laughs> we, we receive a like or a comment or a post or when we come across an interesting new post from someone else, we experience what psychologists refer to as the an intermittent reinforcement. Sometimes like we get rewarded with an interesting post or sometimes oh, yeah. we, we, we are not, but the rewards through external validation of our, of our posts cause us to remain like digitally connected so we we then begin to 
find our own efficacy or our, our own value through what somebody else is telling us we are, right? So it's like you're looking at the parents that or the mom that's doing all of these things when the reality is probably that she has help or she has somebody like helping her or maybe not, maybe she's doing all of it, but it shouldn't ever merit our own value. Like we need to be able to really connect with who we are and what we're doing and not, not, be a, not compare ourselves. So what do they say? Like comparison is the number one joy kill, right? Oh, yeah. Like the minute that we yeah. do that, it's like, it creates that, that thing where we start comparing and we start that slow drip of negativity. How do you like for you? And you know, people can look at you like, Oh, you have this beautiful life and you've got your husband and your beautiful daughter and you're gorgeous and you have the successful career and like all these things and look at you and be like, Oh, you know, why are you complaining? You've got everything. Right. 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 But it's like, <laughs> right. But it's like, but it, no, go ahead. Well, and, and it, it, and it's the thing about it is I, I really, um, I used to do that a lot too. I used to look at people's situations and think like, well, what do they have, you know, to complain about or what, what do they, could they possibly have to gripe about, um, first world problems, you know? (laughs) And, and the, and the fact of the matter is, is that it's, that it's all relative first and foremost. And the minute that we start judging how much or how little someone has a right to be unhappy, um, or, to, um, sorry, I'm going to start over because <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. Is Mike there? Tell him he needs to I, mind his I own I know business. you want me to say what you're doing right now and I'm not going to tell anybody. <laughs> okay. Bye. I'm totally leaving oh this in, in there. Just so you know, I'm not editing it out. I think it's hilarious. Oh, I mean, you know, anybody who's familiar with Mike can probably just somewhat imagine what he was just doing uh, with with some of his body part. Anyway, um, but but yes. So to get back to the the serious stuff is that um, you can't like that's not fair to do to anybody because you don't know. And and it's all relative. And we also. sad is sad or depressed is depressed or, uh, you know, fearful is fearful. Like if you're feeling the emotion, there's a reason why you're, you are going through that experience. Um, and you know, I mean, people who are in horrible, horrible situations, um, or life kind of circumstances, um, could be doing a thousand times better than somebody who's going through something that is to everyone else's, um, perception yeah. an easy, you know, walk in the park. Um, but, but the, but the problem is, is that we all have our own programming and we all have our own mm. belief system in place that have been from things that happened to us as a child or things somebody said to us when we were a kid or something that we perceived to be true as we were growing up and you have this belief system about yourself as a person. Yeah. And, um, I think that like when I, what I've been trying to do more and more of lately is to realize that when I do have a judgment about somebody else and what they're going through or just them as a person as a whole, it usually means that that's a judgment I have about myself. Yeah. So for you, how have you been able to grow past the, 
the negative reel or the negative soundtrack in your mind when, when you've felt it or you've had the moments of like feeling that, 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 that tinge of dissatisfaction or you're just not happy? Like, how do you pull yourself out when you're not feeling good? Well, the first thing for me is that, um, I think there's a big difference between noticing you're in a situation where you're feeling, thinking uncomfortable things, mm-hmm. um, and sitting in it to learn from it and, and being in that situation and fighting it. Um, because I think that when we fight against an uncomfortable thought or a feeling, we're denying ourselves the opportunity to understand something about ourselves. Um, and I feel like what I try to do first and foremost always is to make sure that I'm not bracing myself against it and either telling myself I'm a crappy person for thinking that or feeling that. Um, or trying to push it away from me. Like, I don't want to experience that, or I don't want to feel that. Um, and that's been a really big kind of theme for me in the last couple months, because we've been going through a lot of just kind of unfortunate life circumstances. We lost two of our dogs within three weeks of each other. Um, they, they passed away within three weeks Mm -hmm. of each other, which is just crazy. And, um, and then like, uh, and then, uh, it's just like, one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. And finally I was just like, what the hell is happening? Like, <laughs> I mean, clearly. And, yeah. and it, and it's really, it's really hard because you start to go through life stuff and it accumulates and then you start to feel like you can't win. Yeah. And I realized in the midst of a lot of that, that I was bracing myself against it. And And I, and I think that just comes from our basic inclination to not want to, to feel those things. It's hard. It's difficult. And, um, it's hard to, you know, realize that you're being judgy or that you're thinking negative thoughts when you want really much, you know, really badly to be a positive, uplifted person. Um, you know, I've struggled with depression myself and it's really, it's really difficult when you find yourself kind of falling into those dark throes, um, to not want it just to be over. Yeah. And the biggest thing for me, I think is, and really as of late has been breathing into them and sitting and, and talking with those feelings and emotions and realizing that, when I do grab for my phone or when I do try to do something else, that that's just, those are just my distraction tactics and that that's me not, not wanting to do the work. Um, and so I will usually what I first do is I'll take a couple deep breaths Mm -hmm. when I find myself thinking something that makes me uncomfortable or find myself thinking something about somebody else. Um, and so I'll just connect with my breath because I think that, um, you know, I'm not a big yoga person. Uh, I do, I do meditate regularly, but I feel like when, when you can connect the, the mind and body and sit centered, um, you have a far better chance of being real with yourself. And, um, so I'll get myself to that kind of connected point and then I'll just say, what's going on? What's here? Is it fear? Is it jealousy? Is it panic? Am I sad? Um, what is it? And then I'll try to see 
and usually just even addressing it like that will take the edge off of whatever I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'll, sometimes I'll write, sometimes I'll go for a walk, but what I will do in whatever I'm doing is continue to connect with my breath. Mm-hmm. And, and I have, um, I love Thich Nhat Hanh, it's yeah. a Buddhist teacher that I'm way into right now. I'm reading a lot about, and I, and, and his teachings, there's all of these different sayings that you can say to yourself. And I think, you know, I used to like laugh about like the be here now. Like I felt like that was such a popular, like right. everything is like about being in the present moment. Right. Um, just and, be and I, I just be present. And I thought that that meant to be present, like if just here in the moment, you notice all the great things that are going on around you, then everything's okay. And for some people, yeah, that's great. But if you're in a place where you're feeling really, really cruddy, that's just going to make you feel worse. And so to me now, what, what be here now means, um, is to sit with what is and, and to just be okay. Like I, I had a therapist one time, um, and I was talking to her about, and it was, I had just come out of a pretty intense period of depression mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm really scared that I'm going to, that I'm going to feel that way again. And she said, why? And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Why? Like, cause it's terrible. It's awful to feel that way. And she's like, yeah, but you're here now and you're not feeling that way. So you made it through. So what's, so like, so what? And I, I it was so kind of like, eye opening for me Mm. to think about it in those terms that like, I feel like our, this is another thing. It's like, I feel like, especially with social media and with our society, it's there, the emphasis is so much on getting out of those things. And I feel like what a gift it could be if we could celebrate them more for what they are and realize like, yeah, it feels like crap but it's also your deliverance. It's also the place from which from where you spring forward into a new expanded, uh, ultra open version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And my, my, my other, um, my other like analogy, or, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but like, um, metaphor, I guess not metaphor, but but, um, proof that that, like, it's a good thing is that I was sitting with some girlfriends, um, after another particularly very, 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 um, intense stint in, in the land of, of the dark night. And, um, (laughs) and I was telling them some of the things that I had been experiencing. And one of the, one of my friends was like, Oh my God, I wish I could like break myself open like that. Like I have a friend and she just keeps doing ayahuasca to try and get there. And I was like, people, people try to take themselves to those places. And when you have an opportunity and that's really, I think the key is to start looking at it as an opportunity that when something crappy happens, when something hard happens, when you have, when you do something that makes you feel like shit. Yeah instead of being like, why did I do that? Or, um, I hate that I feel this way, or I hate that I'm going through this. It's, it is an opportunity. And look, I've been through the ringer. I've dealt with divorce. I've dealt with death. I've dealt with my younger brother in a horrible accident, losing both his legs. So I'm not talking about like, Oh, I, uh, the, the having a bad day variety. I'm also talking about when the, the 
fit hits the freaking shan. Um, and letting yourself grieve and letting yourself experience all of that, all of the stuff that, that comes with huge, crazy life tragedy, but also wherever you can find it to bless it because ultimately you will arrive on the other side of that and you will look back and, and I'm not one of these people that thinks like everything happens for a reason, but I think that you can find reasons for things happening. Mm. Um, actually I should reframe that maybe not reasons, but I think that you can find the blessings. I think that you can find the gifts and the, the fact of the matter is, is crappy stuff is going to happen to all of us. It just is. There's no way around that. Um, and so back to the bracing, if you're going to brace yourself against those feelings, you're going to miss out on a whole lot, a whole lot of living because, uh, you still have to live. You still have to live when you, when, even when stuff is tough. Yeah, and I think that it's just so such a true thing for us, just for everyone, and especially for us women in in the digital age or just in the age that we are now, like with the way that things are evolving and, and social media and growing and just getting to know ourselves more and really taking agency in who we are. I think it, it just speaks exactly true to to those parts of of ourselves that are important uh just i have a couple more questions for you before i let you go bianca and um one of them is in regard to uh confidence and and women and sort of not necessarily bridging the gap uh with that but just how social media and all these things that we talked about play a role in us just continuing to feel more confident and even doing that and taking the challenge to reframe negative things in our lives as you're speaking to like, what, what are some, some ways that you really step into that feeling of confidence for yourself? Or what are some ways that you think maybe our listeners can really begin to hone in on that? Okay. So this has been a big one for me lately. Um, because I'm really doing like a stripping down of who I have believed myself to be Mm -hmm. up to this point in year 40, uh, in the life of, of Bianca Kylik. Um, and, and this is, this is a, it's a big one and it's a difficult one, but it is the ultimate one. And it's the only one, which is we all arrived here as this pure energy. And that's not freaking new age fluff. That's scientific fact. We are energy. And before our bodies became this, this you know, meat skeleton that we are, uh, this energy flowed forth into us and, and brought us to life. And when you look at the beginning of you and realize that it was and is still the exact same thing, you can start to make peace with the idea that there is nothing that you have to be or do or say or have 
to be magnificent Mm. because we are already all of that. And even the worst of the worst, and this is a huge, huge lesson for me right now. Even the people that we think are just (laughs) the, the, the crud on the bottom of your shoe that you step in and wipe off. Even, even that, even, even people who are truly damaged arrived here as this energy and deserve to be loved because they are love. Mm -hmm. And I think that when I find myself lacking in confidence, it's because I am out of touch with that knowingness. And the easiest way for me to reconnect to it myself is to look at my daughter. And that's who I was. And that's who I came here to be. And then life happens and we have a lot of people who come and put their fears on us and their expectations and their own insecurities. And we we're like little antennae that just pick up all of that. And then it becomes our own. So that, so they think one of the most important things to remember is that a lot of what is, um, plaguing us and a lot of what makes us feel insecure or inferior or less than is not even our, our stuff. It's other people's that we've picked up and made our own. Um, and when I sit on the meditation cushion and I breathe and I just sit with my breath, I remind myself that that all-knowing energy is what I am and no clothing or house or job or um, title uh, or even way of real way of being dilutes that fact and I think that that's why it's so important to spend some time with yourself each day that is disconnected from the phone. It can be with your kids. It can be with your loved ones. It can be in nature. It can be sitting somewhere outside. It could even, I mean, if you work in a city and there's nowhere real, you know, natural place to be, it could just be sitting outside and watching the buzz of life go by, but just be with yourself because the biggest issue that we have is that all of this distraction is taking us farther and farther away from ourselves. And, um, and we're convincing ourselves that we're no good and that we have all these reasons to be shameful and, uh, and, and judge ourselves. And, um, and you can't be anything to anybody else until you're the ultimate to yourself. Uh, and that's, you know, it's, it's, I know it can sound simplistic. Um, it's the hardest thing that we'll ever do. And you have, it has to be a daily meditation. And I'm not talking about sitting on the cushion. I'm talking about every second of every day, noticing what your thoughts are and, um, and realizing the dialogue and how you treat yourself Mm. and how you treat other people. And that's it. Yeah. What you start there and you, and you start to just, just be aware of it. Yeah. And then it starts It starts to change. Yeah. Well, what a perfect segue talking about energy and what we are to ask you mm-hmm. the final question. Um, mm-hmm. 
I can literally talk to you for hours right now. I don't even want to let you go. I'm like, can we just continue? I'm telling you, we didn't even get to the other questions I needed to ask you. So you're just going to have to well, do this again. We'll do a second one. I okay. would love to. Part two. I would absolutely love to. All right. Yes. Um, so Radically Loved is, uh, I, I created Radically Loved to create a forum for people to come to, to get inspired, to learn about different types of modalities, yoga, meditation, or just you know, their own self-development or a place where they can just feel like they have the same humanness as, as we all do. You know, we, we all have the same issues that we struggle with. And, you know, at the end of the day, we have to know that we are fully supported by the universe, God, source, higher power, whatever it is that you believe in, baby uh, Krishna, whatever, baby Buddha. Um, but yeah. we are all radically loved. The universe conspires for us, not against us. So the questions to you are, how do you feel radically loved? And what do you radically love? How do I feel? Radically? I feel radically loved. Um, I think just when I remember my humanness, when I, uh, when I can catch myself in, because, because I think the most difficult thing is that if you start to pay attention to the way you're treating yourself and the way that you're treating others, it's also very easy then to start judging yourself mm -hmm. for the way that you're treating yourself and the way that right. you're treating others. And, um, when I can stop and just say, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay to think those thoughts. It's okay to have those feelings. Um, and, and just remember that it's all a process and that nobody, my therapist always says, enlightenment doesn't happen overnight. And I think <laughs> that in, in, this, in, in this, you know, crazy habit in your fingertips, Amazon Prime world, um, we've, we've lost sight of the fact that things take time. Yeah, so patient, when I have patience, I guess that's a, when I have patience with myself and with others, I feel radically loved. Mm. Um, and I radically love life. And I, I have to say, like, I'm just like, <laughs> start crying. So talk about it. But sometimes I guess just hearing my, myself say it out loud right now, because it's, it's been, it's been a rough haul. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, but I think that like, I do feel so grateful to have the opportunity to live this life and to learn and to be here with other people who are trying to do the same. And I think that, I love that everyone has the opportunity to be reborn. Mm. We don't, we don't get a second chance, uh, at life, but we can get a second chance at living. And I think that, um, when I can stop and appreciate that we're, we are all truly doing the best we can. You know what? Even Donald Trump is doing the best that he can with the tools he has been given as a human being. And, you know, it's really, really hard to see that sometimes with other people, mm -hmm. but it's, we all have our belief systems yeah. that are, that are in place. And, and because that's the course that someone's life has taken, it doesn't make them an awful person. Yeah. It just makes them a little lost Yeah. and, or, or a lot, or a lot lost in some mm -hmm. people's cases. Some, um, some are real lost. Yeah. Um, um, but I, yeah, but that's, I mean, I think that just, just to be alive, man, what a gift. 
Priyanka. Just so there's so so much wisdom in everything that you said, and I just want to, from my heart, with oh. gratitude, just say thank you for not only just you as a woman and as a powerful woman and as a confident and beautiful woman and your art you. and everything you've created in your career and your beautiful family and your honesty, your authenticity. I just, I'm so grateful for you and everything that you're saying and what you're doing. I think it's so helpful for everyone to, to hear that. And I just, I want to thank you for being on and for being here and for being amazing. No, I'm like, I'm sending you a virtual hug right now from Nashville. <laughs> right back at you and th- and thank you and seriously anytime uh, like I said I'm always jump at an opportunity to talk yeah no what so it would the people are listeners right now um where yeah. can they if they want to connect with you where can they connect with you, After you just um, said, well you can connect to me on on social media <laughs> I, I uh you know I'm at Miss Kylik um M-I-S-S-K-A-J-L-I-C-H on Twitter and Instagram. And I, I try to just post real things. You'll find me being really super honest about the crud that's going on and the, the lessons I'm learning. Um, so I see, I try to make my space a space that's not about the, not just about perfection. Um, it's about the journey and, and, and the lessons learned. Um, so yeah, come and connect and, and I, uh, I would love to, um, to talk again. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, thank you. everyone. Bianca Kylik, thank you so much. Please come back. Woo-hoo. I will. <laughs> hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us. Message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes. Write a review. We love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening. You know, I thought it'd be really cool to start asking all of you guys to send me screenshots of you listening to the podcast. A lot of you are already doing it on Insta stories or just sending me uh, a picture on Instagram or tagging me in it, and I love it. I It makes me so happy to be able to see that you're listening or that this podcast is somehow providing some sort of value into your life. It makes me so happy. One thing we are going to start to do is take listener questions. I know that a lot of you already send me questions through Instagram or Twitter or uh, via email, but we would love to hear from you and we would love to actually have you on the show and you can send us questions about anything, yoga, meditation, uh, coaching. If you have a question for me or one of our past guests, email us and let us know and maybe we can have you on the show. It'd be so much fun. You can email info at radicallyloved.com Or you can send me a screenshot or a message at Rosie Acosta on Instagram uh, or Twitter, either or. But we would love to hear from you. And again, deepest gratitude. You are radically loved. And let's just love on each other all the time. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening.